The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Thursday, September 29th, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you buy earbuds and headphones using the code BBNC at tweakedaudio.com. One of the nation's biggest banks is paying an increasingly heavier price for swindling its customers. The state of California says it will no longer use Wells Fargo for investments, and state officials have joined the chorus calling for the resignation of bank CEO John Stumpf. California pulling out its business will cost Wells Fargo billions of dollars. Wells Fargo Bank had an aggressive new accounts program that pushed employees into opening bogus accounts in the names of real customers without their knowledge and at their expense. The company's already been fined $185 million and has become the target of multiple investigations. The U.S. is sending another 600 soldiers into Iraq. The goal is to help the Iraqi military push ISIS out of the city of Mosul. The Pentagon says the 600 are going only for support, not for combat. The new American troops will help with logistics, equipment, maintenance, training, and advice. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry is threatening to cut off all contact with Russia if it doesn't stop bombing the Syrian city of Aleppo. Russian warplanes flanked by Syria's own have been bombing Aleppo more heavily since the ceasefire, hoping to wrest it away from rebel forces. An investigation by the Netherlands has found it was a Russian missile that brought down Malaysia Airlines Flight 17 over Ukraine two years ago. Dutch investigators say the missile was fired by Ukrainian rebels who have the military support of the Russian government. After the shootdown, the missile launcher that was used was rolled back into Russia. The flight was on its way from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur. The crash killed all 298 people on board. As always, Russia denies any involvement. Washington lawmakers have voted to give the families of the 9-11 victims what they want in the short term, even though it may hurt this country in the long term. For the first time in nearly eight years of an Obama presidency, Congress has overridden one of his 13 vetoes. It's an emotional and complicated issue. The bill first passed by the Senate would allow the families of 9-11 victims to sue the country that produced 15 of the 19 attackers. The Saudi government, a U.S. ally, has denied any involvement in the attack and has until now enjoyed protection from such lawsuits, as have all U.S. allies. Congress had voted to allow the victims' lawsuits, and the president vetoed it, saying it would open the door for citizens of other countries to, for the first time, sue this country. The Pentagon, the CIA, and the president warned it would make foreign policy and international diplomacy more difficult than it already is. But siding with the families was the sentimental and political favorite, passing the Senate with 97 votes to one. No lawmaker wanted to be seen as voting against the 9-11 families in an election year. Never mind, it could be a nightmare for the nation in the years to come. The families believe there's a possible connection between the attacks and the Saudi government. They claim to have evidence that people connected to the Saudi government helped develop the plot to hijack planes and then fly them into American landmarks. Nearly 3,000 people were killed in those attacks on the Pentagon and the World Trade Center. The plane headed for the Capitol Dome in Washington, which houses Congress, crashed in a field in Pennsylvania. In the House, the bill passed with the help of Democrats, including Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. As for the president, only losing one veto fight in eight years is a modern-day record. Bill Clinton was overridden twice. 
George W. Bush four times. But President Obama has also made another nomination that Congress is likely to ignore. Mr. Obama's nominated someone to be a full-fledged ambassador to Cuba, our first in more than 50 years. But just as Congress has ignored Obama's nominee to a Supreme Court vacancy, it's likely to ignore this one, and for the same reason, to wait for the next president. Donald Trump has vowed to reverse the progress made with Cuba and to use that as leverage to try to force Cuba to stop its human rights abuses. The Republicans who control the Senate tend to agree with Trump and are holding out hope he'll be elected, making a new ambassador unnecessary at this time. With a deadline tomorrow night, Washington lawmakers have approved a temporary budget to keep the government open at least until the lame duck Congress can deal with it after the elections. The bill also boosts spending for the fight against the Zika virus and sends money to the flood victims in Louisiana. To the disappointment of Democrats and others, the spending bill does nothing for the water crisis in Flint, Michigan. Hillary Clinton got a slight bump in the polls after taking part in the most watched debate in history. It's now confirmed that over 90 million people watched it, about matching the predictions. Although the UPI poll still shows the two candidates in a virtual tie, Clinton moved up another fraction, keeping her one-point lead over Trump. Clinton also got a boost this week from another newspaper endorsement. It's not that the Arizona Republic is influential in the scheme of things these days, but it's made news by endorsing Hillary Clinton. That's news because she's the first Democrat the papers endorsed in its entire 126-year history. The week began with a Clinton endorsement from the Cincinnati Inquirer, which had gone nearly 100 years without backing a Democrat. Earlier, the Dallas Morning News ended its 75-year Republican streak supporting Clinton. And the Houston Chronicle had endorsed Clinton, the first Democrat it's backed in about 50 years. Again, the reason is more Trump than Clinton. The staunchly Republican paper in Arizona chose Clinton because she, quote, retains her composure under pressure, while Trump, quote, responds to criticism with verbal spitwads. The paper also had praise for Clinton, saying, she knows how to compromise and how to lead with intelligence, decorum, and perspective. The paper says Clinton's flaws are minor compared to Trump's temperament. It slammed some of the criticism of Clinton, saying some of the anti-Clinton attacks strain credibility. The paper slammed Trump for not releasing his tax forms and for being not qualified. It's an unpopular stand for a conservative newspaper to take in such a conservative state. Trump leads Clinton by 10 points in Arizona. The Arizona Republic newspaper wishes he didn't. But make no mistake, Clinton is disliked by many liberals in addition to most conservatives. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi says the support for libertarian candidate Gary Johnson is keeping Clinton from having a clear lead over Trump. And Pelosi blames that on millennials, Johnson's biggest support base. More Sanders supporters went to Johnson than to Clinton. That's unfortunate since Johnson appears to be totally unqualified to be president. Admitting he was having another Aleppo moment, Johnson was unable to answer a question on MSNBC about his favorite world leader. The best he could do was the former president of Mexico. Pelosi also says it's up to Mrs. Clinton to fix this. Pelosi says it's up to Clinton to regain the trust of millennials, the issue that keeps them from supporting her. Pelosi has a vested interest in a big win for Clinton. A Clinton landslide could sweep enough Democrats into the House to give that party and Pelosi control of the House once again. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Are you hearing good? 
And you know I don't mean are you hearing well. I mean what you're hearing. Is it good as in audio quality? See, the quality of your earbuds and headphones make a huge difference in what you hear and what you don't. Having the right earbuds can be good for your ears, and Tweaked Audio has the right earbuds. Headphones and earbuds from TweakedAudio.com are engineered to block outside noise, so you can really hear what you're listening to and really listen to what you're hearing. And the quality is impressive. So are the price and the selection and the lifetime warranty and the free worldwide shipping. Hear me and your favorite music good with earbuds and headphones from TweakedAudio.com. And if you use the code BBNC when you check out, you'll save an extra one-third off the already low prices. And you help sustain this free daily newscast. That's BBNC when you check out at TweakedAudio.com. There's been another school shooting. In South Carolina, a 14-year-old boy apparently murdered his father and then took a gun to an elementary school less than three miles from his home where he wounded a teacher and two first graders. Aside from the boy's father, no one else was killed. The young gunman was stopped by a good guy without a gun, a volunteer firefighter who wrestled the boy to the ground. American parents appear to have become desensitized to mass shootings in schools. Their children have not. A recent Gallup poll shows that although children are increasingly afraid to go to school, their parents' level of worry holds pretty steady these days at fewer than one in three. Sure, there's a spike in parental concern after each shooting, and there have already been 50 such incidents since Columbine, but concern by adults subsides as the days go by, always leveling off at around 28% as the latest headlines fade. But concern among students is ever-increasing, now at 13%, its highest point since 2001. The Gallup poll shows that twice as many public school kids are worried than our private school students. The protests continue in El Cajon, California. The San Diego suburb remains tense after the killing of an unarmed and mentally ill black man there this week. Police have now identified the object they say 30-year-old Alfred Orlango was holding in what they describe as a shooting stance. It was a large variation on the e-cigarette, a box-shaped vaping device. The shooting has more people talking about the need for police training in handling the mentally ill. These nuggets have nuggets, so they've been recalled. Tyson is recalling 66 tons of chicken nuggets distributed at Costco's across the country. Because it's Costco, we're talking about five-pound bags of nuggets, the Tyson fully cooked panko chicken nuggets. Tyson says a few customers found bits of hard plastic inside their chicken nuggets and then no one has been hurt. But that was enough to stop the eating of 66 tons of nuggets. The possibly bad bags have a use-by date of July 18th of next year. Customers are being advised to cut out the UPC and date code and send those to Tyson for a full refund. The rest of the bag and all the nuggets, says Tyson, should be thrown away. A baby boy in England has a father and two mothers. Now at five months old, the healthy baby was the first in the world to be born using a method involving the DNA of three people. The procedure is controversial and can only be legally done outside the United States. A Jordanian woman had given birth twice already, but both her children died from a genetic glitch in their nervous systems called Lee's syndrome. Using the DNA of a second woman allowed doctors to help this woman produce an egg using a science called spindle nuclear transfer. Doctors remove the nucleus from the egg of the hopeful mother and plant it into a donated egg that's also had its nucleus removed. 
The hybrid egg is then implanted into the hopeful mother who gives birth nine months later. No embryos are destroyed in this procedure, but it is still controversial and doctors will be watching the baby boy grow to make sure there are no genetic side effects. We've wiped out measles, at least in this part of the world. That's pretty remarkable, considering the latest outbreak in the Americas was just two years ago. But that was at Disneyland, which invites visitors from other parts of the world where measles has not been eradicated. Still, this week, an international health group declared the Americas, North, Central, and South, are measles-free. It's the first part of the world to reach that goal. Measles can cause blindness, pneumonia, and sometimes death. The latest measles case born here is now 14 years behind us. Experts say immunization made the dream of wiping out measles come true. If you got teased about acne when you were a teenager, you may get the last laugh, literally. A new study in London finds that people with more acne as teens age more slowly than everyone else. It's actually something dermatologists have known for years, but until this research, they didn't know why. The study found that it's DNA, genetics, that determine how much our faces wrinkle and when. It may be a new path to the fountain of youth. They've taken the peeper creeper off the shelves at Home Depots in Canada, and the stores are now apologizing for that Halloween decoration. This window decoration for hanging indoors or out features the face of a creepy middle-aged white guy wearing a hoodie. The eyes seem focused upon you and not in a good way. The product packaging advises buyers that the face is, quote, perfect for scaring friends and family, and that it can even be placed outside a window looking in. To scare party guests, the package says. A teacher, using the news media, let it be known the decoration makes light of a very serious crime. Voyeurism, she said, is a crime in Canada, a real-life sinister issue that women face. Canadian Home Depots have now pulled the scary face off their shelves and apologized, saying the company agrees it's just not appropriate. And finally, from our Fool Me Twice department in Australia, a man has been bitten by a spider on his penis. He was sitting on the toilet in a porta potty at the time. The 21-year-old says he'll mostly avoid porta potties in the future. This might not have even made the back pages of the news were it not for the fact that this is the second time that guy's been bitten on the penis by a spider. It also happened five months ago, quote, pretty much on the same spot. This one, however, he says, hurts more. Seems like it got a better shot at it this time, he says. There's also a bit more swelling, which is less pleasant than it may sound. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening, and thank you for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comment. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.